All right, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's episode, we're going to do another one of the DC animated films. I know I did three last week, and I figured I wanted to kind of keep that going a little bit before I kind of jump back into doing Venom and Batman Beyond and trying to get you guys all caught up and everything like that. So, the movie today, as you guys have already read the title, I'm going to talk about Superman May of Tomorrow. And kind of just my thoughts on it. I mean, the basic premise of Superman May of Tomorrow is more or less the kind of just like another origin story of Superman. But this time it involves more of Lobo, Martian Manhunter. Lex Luthor, and Parasite Parasite. And they try to do it in more of a modern 2020 world. And I feel like they do succeed in in certain aspects, but I'll uh, kind of go through it. So, in the, when this movie starts out, you have Clark pretty much hanging out with one of his child friends. Because at the time, they're both kids. And they're watching, of course, the old monster movies. And Clark, of course, gets upset because his friend is like, he's an alien, he's an alien, he's an alien. And Clark kind of feels, of course, being Clark who he is, everyone knows that he's an alien from Krypton. It kind of upsets Clark. And Clark kind of ends up going home. And he talks with, you know, his dad... And his mom. And I mean, they they talk about it. And they talk like, Clark, you know, it's okay to be different. You don't need to feel, you know, sad because you're different. You know, just because you're an alien does not mean you need to be, you know, we love you. Whoever shot you up into space, we love you. You know, don't don't, uh, be afraid. Of being different than everybody. Don't be afraid that everyone's going to look at you. Because you're an alien. They're not going to trust you. And that was more or less their idea of the story. And kind of how they. You know wanted to calm Clark down. Which it worked. Clark was. You know Clark got over what was going on. And. He decided that. You know. He would focus up on other things. As time went on. You saw him with this little. Triangle that Clark had found after his dad kind of showed him where he kind of came from, which is this spaceship that was out in the middle of nowhere. And he told him he doesn't know if it was from Russians. He doesn't really know much about it at all. That's where Clark found this little triangle Kryptonian, you know, piece of technology. He doesn't know it's Kryptonian, but he's kind of doesn't know what to think of it. So, Clark, of course, tries to fidget with it, and it doesn't want to work. Clark always is trying to fidget with it, but it just never wants to work. And that's kind of like the basis of the beginning, you know, and just his origins. Now, over time, you find out that after Clark kind of still fidgets with it, he gets older, his powers more develop, and his after Clark pretty much single-handedly wins a football game by himself, Jonathan comes up and talks to him about it. 
And it's like, I think you might... No, oh, oh, my brain's wanted to bleed in something else. This is John... Brain wanted to bleed in uh, John Byrne real quick. So, not that. Sorry, John Byrne's one had him... Uh, reason why Clark gave up being a, a football star is because he was too powerful. Sorry, I've been reading a lot of John Byrne Superman, but uh, <laughs> we'll jump back into that one. So... After Clark messes with it, Clark decides that he needs just to kind of go off to Metropolis and kind of figure, or kind of just more or less just kind of figure himself out in a lot of ways. And as he gets older, of course, he wants to, you know, he has some more heroic exploits. He wants to, in a lot of ways, kind of find himself in the world. And during this, you kind of get to see some younger instances of Clark kind of figuring stuff out. You know, he's trying to be a news reporter, but he's not even a news reporter. He's more or less the intern that gets coffee in Metropolis. He's inexperienced to them. The Daily Planet's like, we're we're not going to risk it on you right now because you don't really have anything and you're an intern. Lois Lane, of course, is cutthroat. You're going through all the usual, you know, suspects when it comes down to those characters. And when it starts off, you have Clark just talking to this, to his janitor. And he's talking, he's like, you know, this is something, you know, a lot of ways, there's a lot of technology in this building behind us. The building they're at is LexCorp. And... LexCorp, of course, as most people know, is owned by Lex Luthor. And Lex Luthor, he's doing a press conference trying to deny certain things that have happened. More or less. That the space shuttle that people are about to be launched up in, that he thinks it's pretty much a suicide mission. And Lois Lane's able to actually get a video or a voice recording of that. and starts just spewing it out. And Lex Luthor is just watching this as it goes on. And one of his bodyguards just breaks up the tape recorder. And Lois Lane verbatims the rest of what he was talking about. And Luthor's like, yeah, you have no proof. After the rocket launches, things start going wrong. But before that even happens, pretty much Clark takes a uses X-ray vision, takes a deep dive into... Into the building, he notices it's a lot more than it seems. There's a lot of, you know, hidden chambers. It's it's a lot of stuff that really and truly Luthor's not letting on about. Then, as soon as the space shuttle is launched up in the air and it's going, of course, it has a malfunction. Clark, without missing a beat, more or less goes and flies up there because he pretty much. He's like, I'm Superman, I gotta do something. And he's able to save the spacecraft. And, of course, once that happens, Luthor is more or less arrested. Because he knew what was going to happen. And, more or less, the States was like, yeah, we can't really let that go. If you knew the risk and you still let it happen, you know, you... We're, we're going to have to arrest you. So, of course, after all that happens, Luthor goes to jail. Clark is still trying to figure out 
kind of his way in, but he also notices he's being watched. He gets brought up that there's been this guy watching him by not only himself, but by the janitor as well, who goes and says that, you know, he, he served two tours in Iraq. He's like, I, I know a tale when I see one. And he's watching this random guy following them. Now, as it goes on, Clark is able to kind of just know what this guy is thinking. And he's like, this is kind of weird. Like, they're, like he knows more than he's letting on. And, of course, Clark is like, yeah, I'm, I'm Mayor Man and I have to confront him. Unfortunately for Clark, before he's really able to do that, Pretty much, the guy gets away. The guy kind of just goes away. And Clark, more or less, goes back to normal life. Now, it isn't until they hear about this asteroid that's coming into Earth that you find out that you Lobo, that Clark, again, has to kind of step up. There's still no name for Superman. They're still trying to figure out what to call him. But all of a sudden, he shows... Clark shows up to confront Lobo because, of course, that's what he's going to do. He thinks it's an asteroid, kind of find out it's another alien. And Clark and Lobo more or less get into it. Lobo's parents, he's like, hey, there's a bounty on your head. I'm, I'm going to get it. He's like, I don't care. And they start fighting it out. And they're just knockout, dragout fight. And Clark's kind of getting beat a little bit. But at the end, Clark kind of, he starts to turn around. He starts to realize, hey, maybe I'm more powerful than I think. So him and Lobo have a pretty good fight. One that ends up going up to the Lexcorp building where the janitor is at again, who Clark had made friends with. And underneath there's this giant amount of chemicals underneath there. Well, during the battle between Lobo and Clark, the pretty much the building collapses, and the janitor he gets ends up falling down, ends up getting covered in this purple goo that's going on, and pretty much Clark and Lobo they're not really looking at him per se because they don't notice that that happened. Because they're they're both focused on each other. And Clark's, you know, taking it to him and Lobo he's realizing the longer this fight goes on, it might not be as easy for him as he thinks. So Lobo somehow gets a kryptonite ring. Now mind you, he had one, apparently they, they kinda just for the story purposes, they based it off where he found where he got into radiated rock and krypton, and that was how he got the kryptonite ring. And I mean he starts beating the ever-living crap out of Clark. And Clark's able to get away real quick. Only, but he's able to do it just real quickly, flies up into space, gets rejuvenated by the sun, and flies just as fast as he can back with all force. There's smoke, everything like that. You know, the government's, of course, attacking Lobo because now they're being pretty much sent out. Because now they're like, we don't know what to do. This this Lobo guy, this alien's out here destroying stuff. 
And Clark, without missing a beat, apparently he loses his clothes because he goes so fast. Nothing's able to hold on. And just, as soon as he gets down there, one punches Lobo. And puts him out cold. And pretty much from there, he flies off. Flies back to Smallville after the whole battle. He talks to his parents about it. That's where, you know, he's trying to just recover himself. And kind of understand everything better. Now, while that's going on, you have where the janitor now covering the goop is coming back. And now he is the character Parasite Parasite. Now, to give people an idea, Parasite Parasite is a very powerful villain. He's able to absorb energy, and then once he absorbs energy, he gains the strengths and weaknesses of whatever he's absorbed, whether it's electricity, Superman, anybody. And he he feeds off it. He's kind of like a uh, a ba- he's a rechargeable battery. He always needs more power. The problem for him though is whatever energy he sucks up doesn't last very long. So he constantly needs it. So of course he starts you know going off after he'd been taken to the hospital. He starts just killing people off. He begins his Moros hunt to get energy and to get over this pain, which he systematically is able to do. Now, I'm kind of skipping some stuff, but unfortunately, a lot of it just kind of like, to me, just building up of Lois and Clark's relationship. So I'm just going to kind of skip it just for right now. So after Clark goes back, after Clark's still in Smallville, He's kind of just sitting there after he talks to his parents. They're like, there's nothing wrong with being different with you. You know, we want you to use your powers wisely, but we don't want you to be killed. More or less. You know, that that's what we care about. We're glad you're willing to stand up and do the right things, but we don't want you to die. Well, the guy who's been watching him shows up at their house after Martha and Pod left, conduit stuff. And more or less, he kind of confronts them and is, you find out that's actually John Jones. And he's tired of waiting. He, he needs info. So, of course, he does his telepathy thing, takes info from Jonathan Kent's mind, and goes from there. That, doing that, forces Clark out, and Clark and him try to fight it out a little bit. But what I forgot to mention was that there was also... Martian Manhunter showed himself in the his more alien form during the fight with Lobo. So he knows there's another alien out there. He just doesn't know what to think of it. And he knows that he's the guy. So to kind of reference the back part of it. So after they kind of have a quick match, they end up just talking. And John Jones really kind of catches him up on a lot of what's going on. A lot of... You know, Krypton, he's able to, you know, unlock it. He says, we're the last of our own species. I'm the last Martian. You're the last Kryptonian. And, you know, maybe, just maybe, we, we need to, you know, team up. And 
of course they end up having to team up because while they've been gone, Parasite Parasite's becoming more and more of a threat. You know, he's slowly getting more energy, he's becoming more beast than man. And they end up having their first fight with him. And pretty much both Superman and Martian Manhunter get easily defeated. Superman loses a lot of energy. Superman also gains his outfit before he goes. So he gains the the whole original outfit that Superman would have. And Clark kind of and Clark and Martian Manhunter just kind of fail to stop, you know, Parasite Parasite. And during their battle, Parasite Parasite is able to pretty much free Lobo, who's at LexCorp. Pretty much he goes after him, trying to absorb a lot of energy, and ends up hitting the force field and more or less just lets Lobo free after Lois Lane had set up a one-on-one meeting with him. Pretty much Lobo hits him with the deuces and leaves. Parasite Parasite pretty much goes to attack Lois, but is confronted by Martian Manhunter and Superman. That's where their whole battle happens. Superman and Martian Manhunter end up losing their match. Superman gets drained of his powers. Martian Manhunter is just about the pretty about to die when he uses more or less more telepathy than he's had to in a while. And it's able to trick Parasite Parasite into believing that he's killed him. Because when you see it, see the film, it looks as though he has seemingly gone through and used his heat vision they gained from Superman to more or less burn and kill Marsh Manor, whose main weakness is fire. So, after that whole happens, Clark's kind of feeling down because he feels like he failed. He feels as though he failed in the sense of he knows he could have done better, and he knows that with this villain, there's nothing he can do to him now. And it sucks for Clark because he feels as though he should be able to do more than what, what happened, more or less for him. So... After that, Clark kind of goes into this little bit of like slump. He's trying to figure out how would he defeat something that's able to absorb all his power. And he Lois kind of gives him an idea. She's like, Well, go to the smart go to someone smarter than you. Help you battle him out. Maybe that might, you know, figuring something out. You know, you don't always have to be the guy that's gotta figure out everything. And what does Clark or Superman do? He he goes to Luthor, because he knows Luthor knows what's going on. Luthor ends up kind of giving an explanation of Parasite Parasite, more or less that he's he's just constantly sucking energy, he doesn't, know it, he doesn't let it loose. It doesn't last forever, but he constantly craves energy. Now he also manages to bribe Lobo to staying with him and working for him. So of course, Lobo and... Superman have to team up along with Lex Luthor to fight Parasite Parasite. Now, at this point, when they got their whole plan together, they have siphoned off all of, her, all of Metropolis's energy into one spot, and Parasite Parasite's going after it because he wants energy, and that's his main goal right now. So, Clark and Lobo, or Superman and Lobo, they, they of course, they try to battle the new, the giant Godzilla form of. Parasite Parasite, and 
it's still not enough. You know, Lobo ends up blowing himself up. Clark is like, I, I don't know what to do. Maybe I got to give him my weakness. I have to absorb some of my power. And it just becomes a lot. And then Clark kind of, during the battle, has to kind of figure out new ways to try and beat him. He's got to try and maybe appeal to Parasite Parasite's better nature. Because well, from the conversation he had, Parasite Parasite had a family. He had a child and he had another one on the way. He, he loved his kids. And Clark kind of tries to appeal to that sense of, you know, humanity that's left in him. Now, it works a little bit, but unfortunately, he's too far gone. And he ends up having to force Parasite Parasite to come after him again. And Martian Manhunter shows up to help out, help out Superman because... After Superman has gotten Parasite Parasite to come after him again, Luthor grabs the ring from Lobo because they tried to use it on pretty much Parasite Parasite. And it doesn't work. But Lex Luthor in his mind is like, if it doesn't, if he can kill both Superman and par- this Parasite Parasite, he knocks out two birds, one stone, he's the hero. Well... He shoots Parasite Parasite with it, and then he shoots Prince Clark with it, and weakens Clark. Clark pretty much has to overcome that. Martian Manhunter comes in, saves him, and pretty much that becomes more or less Clark trying to just still reason with him. Parasite Parasite, while Martian Manhunter and Luthor kind of back, like Martian Manhunter hunts down Luthor to try and get back the Kryptonite and help. Pretty much Superman defeat Parasite Parasite. Which they're able to do. But it's not by them. Both of them easier overpowered. And the plant, the power plant that they had siphoned all the power from Metropolis to is about to explode. Parasite Parasite being so obsessed with the power runs up to it and siphons off more than his body can physically handle. But when he does that, he stops an explosion. Clark, more or less, he feels sad because he thought maybe he could have helped him. But when previously he was trying to, you know, talk to the humanity of Parasite Parasite, he also was able to overcome his xenophobia, where his fear of everyone looking at him is nailing and hating him. He tells everybody, you know, this Parasite Parasite's not alien. He's one of you. I'm the alien here. You, know, you guys need to, you know, try and help me help this guy. And that's more or less how Clark kind of feels about this. And it was, it was something that allowed Clark to kind of move forward. And I thought it was an interesting part of the story. At the end of it all, pretty much both. Martian Manhunter and Superman, they both kind of agree that they they should still be friends, everything like that, and that he's glad he had someone to help him out at the end of the day, and they, they more or less kind of just wrap up the story. Lois finally gets her story with Superman at the end, and it kind of just develops a relationship. For an origin movie, I did not think it was bad. I thought it was one that I think was straightforward enough, I think, for 
If you're new to Superman or old, you could probably deal with some of the modifications. I think my biggest gripe, though, I think was the artwork. Like, in all honesty, the artwork is really what the thing that kind of drove me away. I think there were some pieces that were really good. In some areas, I didn't think it was good at all. It very much had a... Uh, people who've watched the show Archer, that's the kind of artwork it kind of had. It has that kind of Archer-stylized artwork with the heavy outlines and everything like that. And that's kind of how I felt with just the whole movie in itself. Now... Do I think there was any real good or bad in regards to that? I'm trying to think how I want to word this. Good wise, I think that they did a good origin. I think that it was good that they used Parasite Parasite. And I don't feel like they did too much to overwhelm the story. Bad, in my opinion, for the most part, was just the artwork. I think that was it. I think other than that, good story, good movie, more or less does its origin story. And I think if you're a fan of Superman, or like I, like I said before, if you're a fan of Superman, or if you're looking to try and get into Superman, definitely suggest that. I, The other big thing I did not like was that they made, they tried to make Parasite Parasite more of like a Godzilla creature than just kind of how he was in the the comic. Or I guess I should say... The comics in Superman the Animated Series. Now, in the comics, he has gone more bestial and stuff. But within... If I think about Superman the Animated Series, I felt like they did a little bit better job with him in regards to really and truly... I think there was they had more ability to make him more of an evil character with that, and I appreciated that more. But for the context of this story, I get why they didn't go that way. They didn't want to go down the same route. They wanted to make him more of a tragic character that became that way because of circumstances rather than he just wanted to be evil to be evil. So I thought that was an interesting take. But uh, other than that, that's kind of just my opinion. I definitely say if I'd give it a score out of 10, I'll give it a 7. Definitely a 7 out of 10. I definitely think it is worth the watch. So, definitely check it out. Definitely, you know, treat yourselves to it. And with that being said, thank you guys for uh, listening. Have a great day. And you guys can always hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Gmail at NurseSupWithIan, gmail.com, uh, Comics Amino. And then I do have an Instagram, so you can always hit me up with NerdStuffWithIan there. And uh, with that being said, uh, thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Later.